Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each week, and I truly hope and pray that this season has been helpful to you and that it's helped you in some way to weather the different storms that you may be facing in your life. Today we're going to examine why it is important to weather the storm with motivation. And with me to discuss this topic today is my good friend Austin Morrison. Austin and I coach baseball together at Georgia Christian School, and so I thought he would be a great one uh, to talk about motivation today as we think about that from a a sports standpoint, but also from a spiritual standpoint. So at this time, I'm going to turn things over to him and let him introduce himself to everybody. Thank you, Drew, for having me on. Uh, how are, I hope everyone's doing good uh, today. Um, to introduce myself, uh, Austin Morrison. I coach at Georgia Christian. As Drew stated, I do coach baseball with him. I also coach football. I am coaching our middle school team, and I'm working with our varsity team. Um, a little family background. I grew up in Dalton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Went to Faulkner University. And found my way here in Valdosta, Georgia, <laughs> coaching coaching ball at Georgia Christian. Um, I, I don't have a, a, a huge family uh, just yet. It is me and my wife only, uh, Sydney Morrison. We do not have any kids yet. Uh, we would like to uh, have kids later on down the road, um, but um, but for family, that's that's about that's about as big as we get right now. Um, I did attend Faulkner University. Of course, I am now here at Georgia Christian. Any hobbies of mine? You know, I um, I don't know that I am old enough to have a legit hobby, <laughs> quote unquote. But um, but I do enjoy I do enjoy card games and card tricks. And so, if you wanted to consider that a hobby, whenever yeah. I get bored, you know, maybe maybe uh play a card game uh, or something like that. But, uh, but other than that, I, I don't have much of anything. Uh, my life is pretty much centered around sports right now. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I spend my free time doing, getting ready for our sports season coming up. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's about where I'm at. But, uh, but again, thank you for having me, Drew. Yeah, man. I've been excited about this uh, for a while. And as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, you know, I thought you'd be the perfect one to discuss this topic because both of us come from sporting backgrounds. Uh, you mentioned being from Dalton, so to our listeners, we're both from the same neck of the woods up there in northwest Georgia, but yet we both found ourselves down here in south Georgia. Yep. Uh, but it's been a, a good, fruitful area, uh, especially from a spiritual standpoint. I believe both of us are uh, we're motivated to grow, and, and I, I believe hopefully being around each other, we're able to grow closer to God. And, and of course, you need to find somebody like that uh, in your area, in your congregation where you serve, in the school somebody that you can uh, grow together with. So I appreciate Austin for that, uh, certainly. Uh, as he mentioned, also, being uh, playing ball at Faulkner, being there, 
Austin played football at Faulkner. And I played baseball at Freed Hardman. So we both played uh, athletics at the, the next level, if you will. So I think that's kind of where we want to discuss this today. We want to think about motivation. And any of you who are listening, if you've ever played or you've coached a sport, you know the importance and the impact of a positive, a, a positive motivation. So Austin, I want to ask you, how would you define motivation? How would I define define motivation? <clears throat> to me, motivation is the the want to the uh, the ability to to within yourself understand that there is there's this desire to to want to to want to compete to want to be uh, to want to be better yeah. um, and not necessarily uh, better uh, than your competition obviously we want to be better than our competition but more yeah. so how can I be better? How can mm-hmm. Austin be better? How right. can I how can I take myself to the next level? Mm-hmm. But you think about it in those regards, well then what is that motivation? Mm-hmm. What motivates me? And to me, motivation is anything that that pushes you to achieve that goal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's really a clear definition to motivation um, because Technically, anything can motivate you. Yeah, and it may not be the same for others. Mm-hmm. Motivation um, is 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 different for every everyone. Right. Um, when when I think of motivation spiritually, what what motivates me to be a better Christian? Mm-hmm. I think about the life that I want to build with my family. Right. How do I want what what kind of man husband do I want to be to my wife to my to my future kids? Mm-hmm. That motivates me. Right. Sports. What motivates me on, on the playing field? Well, I want to be better than my competition <laughs> and I, that desire to win. Right. If I really had to get down to 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 the the very bottom of it, to the very core of motivation, I think winning, yeah, possibly mm-hmm. could be that core. But we can apply winning to to whatever it is that we're doing in life. I mean, if I want to win. I'm not necessarily wanting to win because I want to be the best, but because I want to succeed. I think mm-hmm. winning and succeeding go hand in hand. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean wanting to be the best because my competition's better and I want to I want to I want to be better than my competition. Sometimes that sometimes your competition is yourself. That's right. I think succeeding and winning go hand in hand. And mm-hmm. I and I think those those principles can be can be most of the time uh, what can drive or motivate us right um because again we we want to grow we want to be better than we were before exactly well that's a lot of times your competition is yourself and if i want to get better if i want to succeed if i want to win every day no matter what it is i'm doing i have to want to be better right be better than I was the day before. Exactly. Uh, that's that's kind of when I think about motivation. That's kind of where I go with it. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to do it. And and you mentioned the word drive, and Merriam-Webster defines motivation as having incentive or having drive to do something. Right. So it, it's what moves you. Uh, I would say motivation is the why behind what you do. Sure. You know, you, you do something. You've got to have a purpose behind it. There's got to be a why. 
And I'm going to use somebody as an example. I think both of us will appreciate this. Hopefully, we've got some Rocky fans out there listening today. Absolutely. When I think motivation, I think Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. right? Rocky Rocky won. He's a nobody. He's roaming around the streets. Well, then he gets a shot at the title. And as you mentioned, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, beating the competition, but he was competing against himself. That's he wanted right. to prove to himself and to the world, you know, that, hey, I, I can do this. I can be, you know, fight with the best. Right. So after Rocky won, you know, he lost the decision to Apollo Creed. Well, in, in Rocky two, he gets to fight him again. He starts to lose it a little bit. You remember Adrian, his wife, and of she course. goes into the coma, mm-hmm. and then she whispers to him, you know, go win. Then you got that famous scene. There's motivation there. Now in Rocky three, you got Apollo coming back to train him. Right. And what's the key phrase in Rocky three? The eye of the tiger. Right. You know, that's when the song got really important. Mickey dies, and so he kind of lost it a little bit. But then he gained it back and was able to go and, and beat, you know, Clubber Lane, Mr. T, for the title. And then, of course, Rocky Four, which is my favorite of all the Rockies. Oh, by you know? <laughs> far my favorite one. Yep. You talk about motivation. You know, Drago comes over and, and, and kills Apollo, and you just see nothing but this focus and this drive out of Rocky. Right. I mean, his training over there, every single round of that fight. And when I watch those movies and think about it, I can't help but think about the spiritual application. He was there in every movie. There was something that was driving him. There was something that was motivating him. He he had a why behind his action. Right. So as Christians, we've got to have something that pushes us. We've got to have something that drives us, and it needs to be healthy. It needs to be right in the sight of God. And so that's kind of our direction here. As we face the storms of life and we have to face difficult times, what is it that motivates us to keep going? So with that, I want us to move on and, and maybe do a little comparison here between the motivation in sports and spiritual motivation. And so also what I'd like to do is read this passage for us, and then maybe we can discuss this a little bit. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the brethren at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 25-27. And I'm going to read this from the English Standard Version because some of this language is, is pretty helpful here. He says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath or crown, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. What from that text jumps out to you? Uh, Maybe as you make a comparison between motivation in sports and motivation spiritually. Right. Well, when I look at, sorry, I've got the Bible pulled up on my phone yeah, here. No problem there. When I look at the beginning of this passage, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Mm-hmm. We have to have self-control. Right. That's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Self-control is not, it's not easily attainable. And I think we, anyone who has ever competed or been an athlete understands that you've, mm-hmm. you've got to push yourself to enough to, to, uh, to hold a certain standard. Right. Well, we're going to fall and we're not always going to be able to hold that standard. Um, but we have to exercise, exercise self-control in all things. And, and I like how it says all things. Right. Exactly. We, we can be a good athlete. We can compete and we can hold ourselves to a certain standard on the on the playing field or on the court or whatever it may be. But but we can go home 
And that standard can change. Yeah, good point. Where if we're you know where we're talking about our spiritual lives as well, well, you know, where am I in my spiritual walk? Mm-hmm. I can hold myself to a certain standard when it comes to sports, but why is why is that standard not the same mm-hmm. in my spiritual walk with Christ? Right. Well, why does why does why does that change? Mm-hmm. And I think that question, and I've even found myself trying to answer that at times in my life. The why? Why does that change? Right. Why? Why am I motivated to going back to motivation? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Can I exercise self-control in this area, mm-hmm. but I can't in the other? Yeah. Really good point. Well, and, and something else, too, that jumps out from that text, it says they do it. So there's their why. <laughs> right. It, what is their motivation? They do it to receive a perishable wreath. So you think about the wreath in that context. In, in the Greeks, you know, in the Olympics, they had a, a, a wreath they'd put on their head. So we think about a crown, right? right. Uh, maybe we might say today they do it to wear a ring. You know, they right. do it to win the championship. Right. So you think about an athlete exercising self-control, and I, I love that you mentioned, you know, this is not easy and nobody can do it for you. Right. It's self-control for a reason. Uh, when you get to the next level playing, nobody's there to wake you up in the morning to go to work out. That's right. You know, nobody's there to, to push you. You have to do it yourself. So every athlete does this, and here's why they do it, to receive a perishable wreath. But then look at the spiritual application. But we, as Christians – we do this, we exercise self-control, not to obtain some kind of perishable crown, but an imperishable crown. Right. Right, the crown of life that Jesus promised, promises to those who will be faithful. So Paul says, so I do not run aimlessly. In other words, I have an aim, I have a purpose with my run, with my life. I do not box as one beating the air. I'm not just, you know, over here punching the air. I, I've got a, a, a goal. I've got something that moves me. But what, what are your thoughts there when he says, I discipline my body and keep it under control? And then he says, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. What jumps out to you about that? The, the discipline aspect. I mm-hmm. discipline my body. Um, I think discipline is something that uh, that you can't you you can't be successful. You can't exercise that self control without yeah. discipline. Right. And he makes a point to say, but I discipline my body mm-hmm. and I keep it under control. So, to me, when I try when I'm disciplining myself, no matter what it may be, um, I the word another word that pops out to me. It's not necessarily here in the text, but mm-hmm. I think of. I think of hard. And yeah. and why do I think hard? Well, any kind of discipline's hard. Mm-hmm. Any kind sure. of discipline is, is is it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to obtain. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, because when we think and, and and as far as as far as spiritual guidelines go, we we are born in a a flesh that mm-hmm. is that's sinful, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um Trying to overcome that flesh, it's not easy. Yeah. Trying to overcome that sin and temptation that uh, that we that we have to face every day, that's not easy. Right. But we have to form we have to form discipline yeah. in order to do that. That's right. So what does that look like? What what how do you discipline yourself? And going back to the I do not run aimlessly. Something that kind of pops out to me there, and and I and I kind of tie that in here to this discipline aspect. Um, I, I think. Whenever I have tried to, whenever I have found myself wondering, okay, what is my why? Mm-hmm. I go back to the fact that there has to be a reason. Yeah. There has, 
what what's going to keep me going when mm-hmm. I don't want to go anymore? Yeah. Um, you know, going back to my 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 family, uh, Sydney, and our future children. Mm-hmm. That's my why. Yeah. Exactly. Why do I want to stay in the Word? Why do I want to keep my relationship with the Lord uh, strong? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to keep my faith strong? Mm-hmm. Because. I want to be the man, the husband, the father I need to be to them. Right. Exactly. That's that's my why. Um, I want to reach an eternal home with with God mm-hmm. in heaven with our Lord. I mean, all of these are whys. and I, that's why you're not running aimlessly. Right. Exactly. You you have a purpose, as you mentioned uh, mentioned a second ago. We have that purpose. We we have that reason why. But how do we maintain? That why. We have to do it with discipline. That's right. Well said. Everything was was very well said there. You know, you mentioned how difficult it is, spiritually speaking. Peter said to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So there is a war going on between our souls and and fleshly lusts that are out there. So if I don't practice self-discipline, then it's going to be so easy to give in to all the temptation uh, but if I have the right motivation to say, I want to be holy because God is holy, you know, the word teaches us to be holy and to be right. If I want to keep walking in the light, then I've got to have motivation to do so. And I think you nailed it there to say, listen, it, it's about being the best husband I can be, the father I can be, the best example I can be to others. But ultimately, it's so I can be with God in heaven. That, that's that got to be the motivating factor. And if my love for the Lord and my longing for heaven is not the motivation behind what I do, then I, I got the wrong motivation. That's right. You know, I've got yeah. to I've got to make those changes to make sure I'm doing what I'm doing for the right reason. That's to glorify God and to ultimately be with Him in heaven. So I guess that's kind of where we want to go next. Is why is it so important to stay motivated? It's one thing to begin something, but why is it important to stay motivated when going through the storms of life? We have to have. If we find ourselves, and I'll use myself for example, any time that I have found myself not not holding to the standard that I that I even set, mm-hmm. right? Maybe someone else didn't set that for me. A coach, maybe uh, he didn't he didn't set that standard for me. I, I set it for myself, mm-hmm. and and I'm having a hard time obtaining it. If, if I have ever found myself, and I have many times before, not holding myself, not holding that standard, then everything else in life just seems like mo- like emotion. Yeah. I'm just going through life aimlessly. Yeah. <laughs> aimlessly. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything just seems I'm just going going through the motions. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no there's no purpose. Right. I think I think purpose is the big is the big key there. Yeah. Uh, so we have to ask ourselves, what's our purpose? Exactly. Why am I doing it? What's the point? Um, we we can't we can't ever let ourselves. And it, again, that's easy easier said than done. Yeah. But is. I cannot find myself going through the motions. Right. I, we have to keep in perspective what the purpose is. Absolutely right. You know and. You triggered a thought there. Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith right. and to lay hold on eternal life. So there's his motivation is right. to lay hold on eternal life. 
but you're not just going to get there. <laughs> you've right. got to have that discipline. You've got to have that purpose that we talked about. You've got to have that motivation. And as we're recording, if you can hear in the background, we've got a literal storm going on, a <laughs> uh, wet day here in South Georgia. But what a great reminder to you, you have that purpose, have that mentality that says, I, I need to stay motivated because if not, if I can use this language, I'll drown in the storm. That's right. The storms of life, the storm of of doubt and guilt and temptation and financial trouble and marriage problems, those things will drown you if you're not motivated to, to rise to the occasion. That's right. You know, and to be better and to be stronger. When, when I thought about this question, I thought about Elijah. And Elijah in 1 Kings 18, one of the great victories in the Bible, the victory on Mount Carmel. You've got all those prophets of Baal, and here you've got Elijah. And he has this wonderful, wonderful victory, the powerful victory there that he's able to give glory to God. But then the very next chapter, 1 Kings 19, you find Elijah laying under a tree and he's ready to die. He says, Lord, I'm ready to die. I mean, one chapter, he's on top of the mountain. Next chapter, he's down in the valley, literally. Right. So if I'm not staying motivated, I might be tempted to throw in the towel. I might be tempted to just say, like Elijah, you know what? I'm done. I'm ready to die. But then the Lord reassured him and said, listen, I've got hundreds of people who have not... uh, put their knee down to bail. So you keep going. You stay motivated to, to stay on the course. And so that would be a lesson that we can learn from that example. It's important to stay motivated so we, we don't throw in the towel. That no matter what life throws our way, we stay focused and we maintain our purpose, as Austin said a minute ago. And so as we think about this and we start to wind this episode down, we want to ask ourselves, what is our ultimate motivation? And as we mentioned there's a lot of things that motivate us, right? Right From a sports standpoint, I want to be the best that I can be for my team, or I want to win, or you know, whatever. There's a lot of things that motivate us, but what is our ultimate motivation? What would you say to that? Our ultimate motiv- motivation. <clears throat> I think our ultimate motivation is the, and, and I go back to kind of what I said a little earlier. I want to succeed. Yeah. I want to be the best I can be. And if I ever think about where uh, growing up, uh, where I was uh, when it came to sports, mm-hmm. I wanted to win. I, I, I think everyone, I think every athlete wants to win. Right. And you don't have to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. If you're competing, mm-hmm. we want to win, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, it was more than just winning. I wanted to succeed because my team would succeed. I wanted to be successful because my team would be successful. Because if I'm succeeding, if I'm doing the best I can be, then I can push others around me to be the best they can be. I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that moping around, going through the motions. And and I've I've seen that myself. I've seen that with teammates before. Mm -hmm. When you're not at your best... Everyone notices. Everyone everyone notices that. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, you can even drag others with you. Yeah. We have to stay sharp. We have to stay at our we have to stay at our best. And when we're succeeding, others around us can succeed too. And it goes further than just winning the game. Yeah. Right. It's it's the fact that I want I want us to be I, that standard that I'm holding myself to. Mm-hmm. I, I want that. I, I now want that standard to be a standard that the team holds themselves to. Exactly. I I want I want us all to be on the same 
playing field, mm-hmm. right? And and I think when we really when we really dive into that, it's possibly always been more than winning, yeah, yeah. than being number one. Mm-hmm. I think it's about going through the process with with someone else. Yeah. Good point. When I'm going when I'm going through when I'm facing when I'm facing that uh that that battle or that uh, what it, whatever it is that we're facing in life. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing that with someone, right? Then I am trusting in that person. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm also not going to let them bottom out. Right. I'm not exactly. gonna. I'm not gonna let them slip. I'm not gonna let them. Uh, I'm not gonna let them go through the motions as as we've said. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep them at their best. I want to keep them sharp. For sure. I think we can compare that to to you know, our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. Absolutely. On the playing field, I want my team to be the best they can be. When I'm with my congregation. I want my brothers and sisters to be the best that they can be. Right. Because we know that we can conquer and do more together mm-hmm. at our best. Exactly. We can succeed. And you know, I go back to that word. I, I think I think that's I think that's what it's always been about. Yes. I want to be the best I can be so I can help others be the best that I can be. That's it. Well, and that's you mentioned that and as you were saying that, I was picturing, you know, Jesus being the one that we go through this life with. And right. as we kind of navigate through these storms. And Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says to keep running that race with patience, looking unto Jesus. Right. He's that example. But I love that you brought up, if, if we're not motivated ourselves, how can we motivate others? Right. But if, if I can stay motivated, hopefully that'll help those around me to be motivated. And I think that's a really, really good point that you brought out. So our ultimate motivation then is to be the best we can be for ourselves, but for also for others. And ultimately, so we can be pleasing to God. Right. So my ultimate motivation in weathering the storms of life is to get to heaven. Right. <laughs> it's to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Of course. But also to bring others with me. Right. I think that ought to motivate us. So very good thoughts there. And hopefully that'll be helpful to our listeners who are going through difficult times as we speak. So as we close, I like to do this every episode. I like to uh, offer one statement of encouragement. Just one statement to our listeners that will motivate them to weather the storm. So I'm going to start with you. What's one thing you would say to our audience today that might help them? I think the one thing that I could say, it's it has motivated me uh, to keep going. It, it it helps bring that bring back to perspective the purpose, the the why that you know all of this we've we've discussed today. Um, I think I think what that is is. Don't give up. There you go. Don't give up. That would be my one, uh, my my one uh, kind of quick uh, motivation to you all is don't give up. Um, I, I think that we get so tired because it's not easy, right? Fighting that battle, right? Uh, it's it's if we're going if we're going to compare this to uh, to playing sports, we know. Uh, football, mm-hmm. for instance, is a is a very rough game. Yeah, it's a grind. When you come out the next day, you're hurting. Yeah, you're sore. Mm-hmm. You're bruised. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. But 
I can't give up. That's right. I will recover. I know I'll recover, and I know I'll I'll I will uh, I'll be I'll be okay. Yeah. I, I will I will live to see the next day. You That's know, right. and 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 I'll be I'll be ready to go when tomorrow comes. And it hurts right now, but I, I've just got to keep I've got to keep in perspective that. Practice starts Monday morning, and we're getting ready for another team. That's right. We know, we know, and I think I think that is very ironic that we can see our competition on the playing field mm-hmm. in the sports world. We know who we're about to compete against, and yeah. we can keep that perspective. We cannot give up, knowing that hey, I'm not done. Yeah, there's more to come. Mm-hmm. Can we see that in our spiritual walk? Right. Do we always see what's coming our way? Hmm. I would like to say that we don't. I don't think we see everything coming our way. Now, we have to be ready, right. but I don't think we always see it. Nope. But we can't give up. That's right. We have to know that there's more to come, that we're doing it. We're, everything we do, we do it for a reason. And we've talked about that reason being an eternal life with, with our Lord. And we want to bring others with us, of course. But whenever I've been down and out, and I've been ready to hang it up. I've I've always just tried to remind myself, to, don't give up. That's right. Hang in there. Don't give up. So, well, that's that's some great thoughts. And and you know maybe somebody's listening today. You're struggling with addiction. You're struggling with guilt, with doubt. There just may be something that's seems like it's just overtaking you. But as Brother Austin mentioned, and just those 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 words to keep in your mind as you go through the storms of life. Don't give up. And and my one takeaway for everybody is this. Stay motivated by the promises of God. You know, God has never, ever, ever failed his people, and he's not going to start now. That's right. You know, when God makes a promise, he's going to keep it. The Bible says that God cannot lie. Titus 1, 1 and 2, it's impossible for God to lie. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19. So when God says, I will be with you as you go through the storm, right. we can know he's going to be there. That's right. So allow that to motivate you, as, as you said, Austin. It will get better. It's right. going to be okay. Absolutely. If not in this life, then certainly in the next. Mm-hmm. If we will trust and obey God as He is with us every step of the way. So, Austin, I appreciate you being with me today. Uh, I've really enjoyed this study, and I hope our listeners uh, have been able to be encouraged by this. And certainly to all of our listeners, we want to thank you for being with us. We hope and pray that this episode will in some way help you to weather the storm. Thank you, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.